Hey guys, it's Maya and I just wanted to jump on here and promote my takes Instagram really quick because we're doing a lot of fun things. I'm doing more posts, more stories, and I also have to say I've started a new series called The Bottom Shelf and it's video reviews, IGTV video reviews, and I think they're super fun and they're all on the Instagram. So go follow my take on social media and specifically on Instagram at underscore my take. Maya back again, guys. I have one more update for y'all. My Take now has a Patreon. I'm trying to expand the My Take community and also expand my earnings a little bit by creating a Patreon. We have three tiers, and in the top tier, we're actually starting a My Take book club. So anybody who joins, we're going to be reading a book together a month, and there's going to be monthly live streams and Discord benefits. So I'd really, really, really appreciate it if you could go check it out. The link is in the show notes. So we are here talking about a Leanne Moriarty book that has love story in the title, but isn't really a love story. It's the hypnotist love story, and it follows Ellen, a hypnotherapist, as she starts dating Patrick, who is this man whose ex, Saskia, is stalking him really, really, really invasively. And that's basically the whole point of the book. The whole point of the book is we're discussing and interacting with Patrick, Ellen, and Saskia and their dynamic. And it's a really interesting story told from both points of view but we just need to get this thing clear it is not a love story it has love in the title it technically has a happy ever after but it is not a love story books tv music and movies all things that make a big impact on everyone i'm constantly gushing about my latest read to anyone who listen so i figured i'd turn my rambling into something coherent that people will actually listen to which means no tuning out halfway through i'm maya grosh and this is my going to start with a little bit on the writing now it's Leanne Moriarty so obviously the writing is amazing it's interesting because the titular character in Ellen right not technically titular because like it's not Ellen's love story but like she's the hypnotist it is the hypnotist's love story her point of view is third person and Saskia's point of view is first person So there's an interesting power dynamic there because first person is typically seen as more personal because there's I's and me's and you can do a lot with third person, obviously, right? It's why it exists. Sometimes third person is seen as more professional or complicated to write because you don't get to use I and me. But that's an interesting power dynamic because you would think when you're writing two characters, and you're not going to keep the same point of view, right? Because it would have been one thing if both of them are first point of view or both of them are third point of view. But when you're actually going to flip points of views and perspectives that you're writing from, in flipping back and forth between I and Ellen, there's an interesting power dynamic that emerges in that even though it's Ellen's book, it really is Saskia's story in a way. Because really, like, Saskia does make the story. If Saskia wasn't there, Ellen and Patrick's relationship would not be what it was and would not be very interesting. I mean, their relationship in and of itself is not very interesting as it is. 
So it's just really interesting to see that play out. And I like that it's told in both points of views because it offers some really cool parallels too. So now, moving on from the writing to the plot, we basically essentially start with Ellen and Patrick going on a date. And Patrick tells Ellen that Saskia is there and he confesses that he has a stalker. But Ellen is intrigued rather than horrified. And then they go home and they sleep together for the first time. And this is the first red flag because when somebody tells you they have a stalker, you should feel concern for them. You should feel like you want to make sure that they are safe. And you should feel like you want to make sure that you are safe by associating with them. You should not feel intrigued, right? It, that's no. 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 And then Saskia is our point of view for Ellen and Patrick's next date, which is weird. And again, you see the power dynamics because it like is her story as much as it is, as it is Ellen and Patrick's, even though Ellen and Patrick are like main couple. And Ellen and Patrick are having a picnic on a blanket by the harbor. And Ellen has this internal battle. So Saskia is not her point of view for the entire time. But Ellen has this internal battle because Patrick doesn't really fully believe that the mind can do anything like she does. Ellen is very stereotypical. The power of the mind, the mind can do anything, you know, goes on Buddhist retreats, believes in the power of meditation, right? Like stereotypical to the max of all of that. And she has this internal debate about Patrick because of this, which in and of itself is not bad, right? Like, I mean, you obviously don't want Patrick like looking down on what you do as a profession, but Patrick never gave that impression he just gave that like maybe he doesn't believe in it as much as you do and maybe he believes that there are physiological things that could happen or whatever so it's not inherently bad but just with the way that she's reacted to Saskia being a thing and the way that like their relationship is I just I didn't like it and then I did like my favorite part of the book was the fact that Patrick draws Ellen a map but then he did it with every girl that he's been with so it's like a little less cute and fun, but also like, eh. And then we learned that Saskia still has her relationship box from her relationship with Patrick, which like is obviously not good and not healthy that you're still keeping all of these things. But if Saskia was just keeping all of her mementos from her relationship with Patrick, that would be one thing. In the grand scale of things that Saskia does, this is not really a big thing. We also get a parallel of how both women have the same reaction to Patrick's map. And this is one of our first parallels in that we see Ellen's reaction to the map. And then we see Saskia's and they're very similar. So it's just another interesting thing that happens because of the fact that we get both of their points of view. And then Ellen tells Julia about Saskia. And I'm so with Julia because Ellen needs to stop thinking it's interesting. And Julia tells her that. But Ellen's like, no, it's interesting. It's fine. Like, no, he has a stalker. That is not okay. And then Ellen meets Jack, Patrick's son, and Patrick accuses her of making her client end her engagement and then also lies about Ellen being the first woman he introduced Jack to because he lived, Saskia lived with him and Jack and Saskia kind of was Jack's mother for a time. And Ellen doesn't make her clients do anything. Therapists, I've never been to hypnotherapy but I've been to legit therapy. I shouldn't say legit therapy because I'm sure hypnotherapy is very much so a legitimate form of therapy, but I've been to the more traditional therapy, what everybody thinks when they assume therapy. And your therapist doesn't make you do anything. 
right and so that is a notion that I don't like because no you don't make you do anything and it's hard because Ellen is not the most fun narrator Saskia is not the most fun narrator and Patrick's not the most fun person so it's hard to it's just hard when you're reading a book with two narrators narrators you don't like and a third character who's like eh right like it's just weird and then we have time pass and Patrick is now saying I love you and Ellen has a session with Saskia who still uses R to talk about her and Patrick which is not good and not healthy and you need to move on and I say this knowing that I say we to talk about Liverpool but that is different because I don't have an unhealthy attachment to Liverpool I don't like Liverpool hasn't ended and I don't need to move on like it's completely different right and I recognize that I do something similar but it's completely different and we also learned that Ellen's mom seduced her dad who was engaged to somebody else and basically used him as a live-action sperm donor and he never knew and that's interesting to say the least and then Ellen takes Patrick's Patrick to Ellen's mom and it goes you know okay and then Patrick gets mad when Ellen admits that she's thinking about Saskia while in bed with him which like duh you know like even if it wasn't his stalker if it was anybody else like I think he would get mad that you're thinking about somebody else while in bed with him like it just it just I I can't I can't with their relationship I don't like it I don't think it's a great one and then Ellen meets Patrick's family for the first time and that's interrupted by Saskia obviously and Saskia thinks that she can just go stop by to see Patrick's mom and it would be okay. I don't know how she got that conclusion, but she did. And that is why it interrupts Ellen's first meeting of Patrick's whole family. And Patrick's parents tell Ellen a lot about Saskia. And later, Ellen hypnotizes Patrick to sleep at his request, which, no. Right? It's like, doctors shouldn't treat their family unless it's like a life or death situation, obviously. Right? But like, this is not life or death. Doctors shouldn't treat their family therapists shouldn't treat their family and friends she should not be doing this to him especially knowing how this progresses it should not be happening and I don't like it and then we go out with Ellen and Julia and Stinky and Patrick and Stinky tries to defend Saskia to Ellen and Julia which like why 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 are you trying to defend the stalker and then it also comes out that Patrick can sense that Saskia has been in his house when he isn't there. And this is where some of my issues with how this is handled comes up. I mean, I have a lot of issues with how this is handled. But Patrick doesn't tell Ellen everything about what's happened with Saskia, which he doesn't have to do in the beginning. But time has passed. They're meeting each other's families. They're saying, I love you. They're thinking about moving in together, right? Like, you need to tell her the true extent of what Saskia has done because she needs to know because she's associated with you right you know Saskia knows that they're together so it's just really annoying and I don't like it and I don't like Patrick especially with how he's handling this and then the client that was thinking about ending her engagement went ahead with her marriage and we find this out and we also find out that John Ellen's the ex right like Ellen's main ex is getting married 
And Ellen had stalkery thoughts about him and is late with her period. And Saskia snoops in Ellen's bathroom before her session with Ellen and finds out that Ellen is pregnant. And, like, this is where we get confirmation that Ellen is pregnant. Which, like, anytime somebody's late, somebody's throwing up in the morning, somebody gets a little freaked out near a baby, pregnant. It's the first thing that comes to your mind in media. So... We already knew. We just got confirmation from Saskia. And again, right, we don't even get confirmation from Ellen. We don't see Ellen taking a pregnancy test and waiting and freaking out and having to go buy it and having to make sure Patrick doesn't see it and stuff. But we see it from Saskia. So again, she's giving us the important information about Ellen, which is another weird power dynamic. And then Saskia, when she finds out, gets mad because Patrick never knocked her up. And if Patrick had knocked her up, like, obviously she would have had a tie to him because even if they hadn't worked out as a couple, they would have had to co-parent, and so Sasuke is, like, pissed about this. And then Ellen's mom drops by, and she thinks Patrick is kind of cold, which I agree. And Ellen tells her mom about the pregnancy, but she's sure she's gonna miscarry, which I don't even know what to say to that. Like, okay, first of all, being sure you're going to miscarry is not an effective strategy to deal with learning that you're pregnant, there are strategies when you find out that you're pregnant. If you don't want the baby, you can have an abortion. So go to a Planned Parenthood. If you want to give the baby up for adoption, there are ways to do that. At the very least, you should go to a doctor and confirm that you're pregnant. And especially if you want the child, go to a doctor and learn what you need to do to effectively help the fetus grow and make sure you don't miscarry. But being sure that you're going to miscarry is not an effective strategy and like there's a difference between being scared you're going to miscarry which is i'm sure a very natural fear and being sure that it's going to happen like i don't understand how like that just is a huge red flag because it's like i get if you think this is too soon to have a kid and whatever right but if you're just certain you're gonna miscarry there's obviously some deep subconscious underlying issues that ellen has about this relationship with her and Patrick or something because that's just not okay. And then Ellen and Patrick are going away for the weekend and on the flight to Noose, which is where they're going, Patrick tells Ellen about Saskia having unexplained leg pain. So Ellen knows that Saskia is her client, the one with leg pain. And Ellen knows that she accidentally told Saskia where they are going. And then in Saskia's point of view, we find out that they are on the same flight. So the stalkering continues. And Ellen then crosses a line with Patrick in her hypnosis of him and, like, roots around through his memories. And I would just like to say Saskia kind of tries to use her pain in justification for stalking a little bit. And it's like, I deal with joint pain. I deal with unexplained joint pain, actually, that's been going on for years. I've never stalked anybody, right? Like, I would never use my pain as an excuse for behavior that's clearly a choice right so I, I just know Saskia and then Patrick proposes at sunset and I was not happy this is the one time there was a proposal and I was not happy about it because like I don't like them as a couple and Ellen confesses that she's pregnant and Saskia comes barging in on the proposal you know I don't understand why Saskia I mean obviously like she's a stalker but she never heard the phrase three's a crowd because, girl, really, their proposal? Like, I don't even like them as a couple, but let them have that moment at least. Jesus. And then Ellen and Patrick get home, and they announce the news to Jack, to everybody. 
and Jack and Patrick move in with Ellen, and Saskia, basically, Ellen thinks that Saskia's not going to show up to her next appointment, and Saskia is going to go to her next appointment, and the only reason she doesn't show up is because her car breaks down, and then Rosie, who's the engagement couple, or engagement client, shows up, and she got married because she saw her ex making out with someone, and she wanted to show up her ex, but now her ex is single, and she needs to be hypnotized into loving her husband, which, like, what the fuck? And then, in the midst of all of this, Ellen's mom is dating her dad again, and Ellen isn't happy, and Saskia still shows up because she returned a book to Ellen's, and Patrick and Ellen have a fight about Patrick bringing Ellen to Colleen's parents, because it's the same time she's supposed to meet her dad, and he expects her to just change it at the drop of a hat, which, like, is not okay, and this shows y'all are engaged, you have no communication, like, why the fuck are you getting married, that is not, like, I just, and Patrick keeps up his lying, because he lies to Ellen, and, you know, tells him that he didn't introduce Saskia to Colleen's parents, when he totally did, he also tells everybody that Ellen is coming before he even asked Ellen, which, like, fuck off, I swear to god, if somebody ever does that to me, I'm gonna punch them, because no, you have to ask me first. If somebody asks if they're coming, be like, obviously I'm going to ask her, but I don't entirely know she might have plans, right? Or be like, oh, I'm broaching the subject with her or I haven't had a chance to ask her. Literally just tell the damn truth or just say, I don't know. We haven't talked about it yet. Literally, it's not that hard. Why do you have to like, why, why, why? I don't like this. I. And then Ellen's mom cancels her plans anyways. So Ellen goes and she can't stop looking at the photo album with all the naked pictures of Colleen, which is like, why would you even want to look at that? And she crosses all kind of lines, again, trying to set up two of her clients. And then she covers for Saskia, seeing at Saskia at the grocery store, which, no, 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 no. You tell him, because she's a stalker who needs to be stopped, and this is not okay. And then she also was annoyed because... Patrick keeps bringing up Colleen now that Ellen is pregnant and Ellen feels like she has to encourage this behavior, which like you don't. And if you keep getting annoyed, you have to have a conversation and maybe your relationship just isn't going to work out. You know, like I just I don't understand why they can't actually have a fucking conversation. Right. Like I thought we were moving past this. Right. Recently, a lot of contemporary romance novels have been so good. And I know I said this isn't a romance, but Recently, contemporary romance novels have been so good about characters having good conversations. And the whole miscommunication trope is falling away, which I love and appreciate. But, like, why? Why? And this continues because Patrick assumes that Ellen would be able to watch Jack. And she doesn't tell him that she made plans with Julia. So they're both not talking to each other, which, like, the first thing you need to do in a relationship is communicate, so I don't understand why they're not talking to each other. And then they have a fight about the boxes right after their really nice kind of family moment at Colleen's grave. Then Saskia decides that she's too old to build a new social circle, which is not true. But because she's too old to build a new social circle, she breaks into Ellen's and actually, like, legitimately open the door for somebody at Ellen's house. And then, while at Colleen's parents, Ellen bursts into tears and then picks a fight in the car on the ride back and comes home to cookies that Saskia baked, and she fucking eats them! Like, no! No, no, no! Why? You... First of all, no. You don't know what she did. Second of all, 
double no because you're fucking pregnant. And do you know what would have happened if she had poisoned those cookies and you hadn't done that and lost the baby? Like, obviously her life is important, right? And, like, I'm still as freaked out that, like, but also, like, I just, no. No, 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 And she doesn't even tell Patrick. She lies to Patrick. So their whole relationship is built off of miscommunication and lies, which I don't fucking understand. And Ellen has no feelings about lunch with her mom and dad, which doesn't even fucking surprise me at this point. If she's in a relationship with Patrick, I don't know how she has feelings at all. And then she uses her relaxations to try and convince Patrick to move these fucking boxes, which, like, no. And then she's a client who's infertile or not infertile, but having trouble getting pregnant, who demands a refund when she finds out that Ellen is pregnant. And then Rosie's husband finds out about the whole hypnotized into loving him thing and is determined to ruin Ellen, which first of all, the client that is struggling to get pregnant, I feel bad for and I have sympathy for them, but you can't just demand a refund because biology is weird, right? Like that's not how it goes, first of all. Second of all, I didn't really have that much sympathy for trying to ruin Ellen because I didn't like her as a character, so I was okay with that. And then, uh, another interesting parallel is Ellen thinks it would be easier if Colleen was a living ex because living exes garner less sympathy, and Saskia thinks she would be understood if Patrick had died because if Patrick had died, she wouldn't be expected to move on from him like the way she is when it's just a breakup, which is a very interesting parallel. And then Ellen takes into relaxation memories of Patrick and Colleen's honeymoon, and he admits that life is not the same with Ellen. Then the pinnacle moment of this entire book, the climax, is that Saskia shows up in Ellen and Patrick's bedroom in the middle of the night, and her and Jack go falling down the stairs, and he gets a broken arm, and she gets a broken pelvis and a broken ankle. And they have a huge fight, and Ellen slips up and tells Patrick about the last break-in and what he said in his hypnotic state. And then Ellen misses the appointment with the journalist because she goes to see Saskia and because of all this craziness. But conveniently, her client is a defamation lawyer. And the infertile client is now pregnant and recants. And the more Patrick thinks about Colleen, the better it gets with Ellen. Which, like, this whole ending is just a fucking mess. And the only person who comes out of it okay is Saskia because she spills her guts to Lance's wife. And her neighbor's brother is the surfer guy from the beach. And her friend who she kind of lost touch with is back in town. And, you know, she does a year of therapy and is a functioning human who can move on. I mean, technically, Ellen comes out of it okay because her dad tells her how in love Patrick is because he hung curtains. Which, like, eh. So what? He hung curtains. He can't talk to you. He lies to you. He thinks it's better with his dead wife. Like, I know. And, like, they have baby Grace and are very happy. But I just... <sighs> to wrap up this episode, the book was good, but it was not a love story. It was good and intriguing in the way that we're seeing two women who kind of mirror each other. And neither are likable characters, but not in a good way. It's not like... There's unlikable good, which we get explored in the podcast Unlikable Female Characters. Fucking love that podcast, and I need you to do a My Take episode about it. But there's unlikable good in that sense, and there's unlikable bad. And both Saskia and Ellen were definitely unlikable bad, and they get away with everything. And Patrick and Ellen are kind of 
bad and maybe toxic-ish. Like, I wouldn't go far as far as to say legitimately toxic because I don't think it's that. I just think they're a really bad match that could end up being toxic. And you don't read the book for anything good, right? Like, obviously, I picked it up because love story. But then it was talking about a stalker. And I was like, okay, this can't be good. And you get intrigued as to, like, what's going to happen that's going to bring this to a head, right? That's kind of the mystery aspect of this is that like something is going to have to happen to bring this story to a head. What is it going to be? And that's kind of why you stick through the book. And I, I like, even though I didn't like the ending and how it didn't really implode, like I didn't like that we got to see them picking themselves back up and being okay. I wish it like would have imploded would have been hard you know because it felt a little easy it did also feel like the right book the right ending for how the book was set up right like the book is set up to be gross I guess I don't know like it's an intriguing read it's not my favorite thing I don't think I'm ever gonna reread it it's definitely intriguing and clearly I'm talking for like 27 minutes about this so there's something to say about it so yeah I have been Maya Ghosh, and this has been my take on The Hypnotist Love Story by Leanne Moriarty. Thanks for listening. So we're kind of a one-woman show here at My Take, so the credits are not going to be very long. This podcast is produced and edited um, by me. I do all of my own social media. The only person I really have to thank is one of my great friends, Paris, who did the music that is in the intro and that you're listening to now. So thank you, Paris, and thank you all for listening. You can reach me at underscore my take on Twitter and Instagram, and please leave a rate or review wherever you listen to this podcast. That helps a ton. So yeah, thanks for listening.